Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along. Good to see you. Uh, good to see a few of you online this morning. Back at it. Monday, 4th of December. On the home stretch, folks. Who's looking forward to a little bit of a Christmas break? I certainly am. Just a bit, a bit of a long, longish year this year, isn't it? Hey? Hello and good morning. Good to see a few of you there. Um, Facebook user, whoever you are. Good to see you. Jeff in the house. Good morning, mate. Luke, always up and at it. Chris, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Thanks for joining Wealth Coffee Chats this morning. Most of you know what's going on, but I'll do the quick intros. Jason Witten's my name, as it says down there. Most of you know that, though, but if you're new, welcome. Hello. Good to have you here. Uh, what is this all about? Well, each day we get together and we talk about a few things when it comes to property investing. The idea of building a property investment portfolio, I think, is uh, misunderstood. Uh, over the last 20 years, I've been helping property investors buy and Try and keep, and I've got a few tips for you. Well, one, buy good property and keep it as long as you can, if not forever. Uh, but you know, there's a few, uh, there's a few addendums to that one. But uh, simply, folks, buy great property, keep it in your portfolio, and let it do its thing. If you want wealth, if you want cash flow, you want income, you want some financial freedom in the future. Well, property can make uh, a good, make up a good part of that. That is for sure. If you do it well, if you do it properly, that's where we sort of hang around and talk about. It's not get rich quick. That is for sure. If you're into that, this is the wrong place. This is the wrong place. There you go. Um, so uh, anyway, I got a bit distracted. Good morning, Tim. How are you, mate? Yeah, there's been a few storms floating around. Hopefully everyone's well. This time of year, isn't it, really? This time of year. Hey, this morning I thought we might talk about a little bit of something that I, that I hear a bit, you know, and often it concerns people, and rightly so, uh, the idea of uh, a negative cash flow property. And, um, you know, the idea that, um, you know, the nirvana is everything is positive cash flow. You buy a piece of real estate and, you know, it's positive cash flow and right from the outset, you know, it's a, you know, a, a cracker or whatever. Um, a few uh, damn mozzies around, actually. The heat and the, 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 heat and the wet, Tim has uh has got them out anyway distracted again stay on track jason you know sometimes uh we get a bit concerned about negative cash flow having a negative cash flow property and um you know we might buy something it was uh it was well cash flowed to begin with and our interest rates rise and so you know that is uh affecting you know a, a few people right now either realistically in their pocket or psychologically uh in their momentum they're moving forward and i wanted to talk about that today because i've had a few questions about it is it worth buying property should i wait blah 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 and the answer is no you shouldn't wait uh, i always say no because you don't know what uh will change in the future for you if you can buy and, and you're ready to buy let's get on with it um the ebb and flow of cash flow happens over time you don't get to control that directly but Let's manage that. Let's have a look at that today. So that's what I thought we might uh, have a yarn about today uh, and, uh, you know, manage what we might uh, think about that as we go. So let's have a look. What's been going on? Unless you're living under a rock. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Good to see you, mate. Uh, All the way from Florida. Good to see you, Andrew. 
Thanks for joining, mate. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you know, you've seen the cash rate and thus, folks, and thus the interest rate go up. Now, uh, pretty normal. I think we've had a we've had some more um, over time here. But uh, we've had sort of the fastest interest rate rises uh, in, you know, in Australian history. Pretty interesting. Well, not really. And when you think about the idea of mean reversion, if you guys uh, listen to Sam and um, uh, most uh, mean reversion, well, when, you know, when you've got a long-term kind of average and if something goes up, then something comes down, often it kind of averages out this mean as we go along, right? But anyway, this mean reversion, interest rates were the lowest ever in history, you know, down around 2%. And now they're up around long-term normals, which is around that 6%, you know, 6-ish percent, whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, depending on what you're borrowing or um, who you are, depending on your income, depending on where you're borrowing from, you know, 6 and 7. All right. So, you know, what does that do for us, um, for us as property investors? gives us a bit of the heebie-jeebies. It affects some of our cash flow sometimes. Uh, and, you know, is it something that should stop us? The question is, if we're worried about negative cash flow, you know, should we go and hide in the corner and that's it, we're done and dusted, right? So tell me in the chat, folks, you know, uh, you know, and many of you who listen, you know, know that you shouldn't be hiding in the corner, you know, worried about negative cash flow. You should investigate, you should navigate, you should create uh, strategies and or acquisition if you're in the acquisition phase, if you're in the buying phase, the building phase of your portfolio. Well, it shouldn't stop you. Uh, you can do many different maneuvers uh, in, in property investing that can help you with that stuff. So is negative cash flow worrying you folks? Put a yes or no in the chat. And what are you doing about it? If you've got some suggestions, chuck it in there. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, analyzing it today because cash flow, only cash flow, looking at a property investment as only the result. I will do it only if the cash flow is positive and I won't do it if the cash flow is negative. Um, you know, uh, not if it's planned. Exactly, market. I, I think that's great. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Certainly, you're making good point, Marcus. You know, if it's planned, great. And uh, for all of us as property investors, we know that we've got to have some uh, plans in there for, um, for un, um, unplanned events. We'll get to that. So we've had a bit of a rate rise. There's potentially negative cash flow around, uh, you know, what have we been doing? And, uh, you know, a few things that, uh, you know, for us as property investors, we could look into the future and see a couple of things. Now, what do you guys think? Into the future, I've got one here already. Uh, if our property has some negative cash flow uh, connotations right now, there are two things in the future that that are going to change that pretty significantly, all right? Now, what's one? What's one none of us are going to influence? Actually, both of them are. We're not going to influence. But tell me in the chat, what are the two things that in the future, um, and I would say within 12 to 24 months, Okay, 12 to 24 months. Uh, these two things will change in the positive for you. So putting so the the cash flow would turn uh, be more positive than it is, let's say, right now for you as a property investor. Let's say in the next 12 to 24 months, there's two things that are going to turn and go in your direction. What are they, folks? Put that in the chat. Because 
We've got to think about this as investors. All right, are we going to stop? Are we going to get out of the market for two years um, and wait? You and I chatted about this the other day. Uh, if you were on my other other uh, Wealth Coffee chat in the morning, um, that if you wait two years, something else is going to happen uh, and the property prices will go up, right? So um, more tax deductions. Yeah, you get, like, like to be honest, uh, if your costs go up, you get more tax deductions, you're dead right. So what are we doing here? So number one, the interest rates are going to come down. Okay, they're going to come down. They the cash rate will be reduced every time the cash rate's gone up, folks. It goes up, stays around for a bit, and then then come down. Let's say one percent, one percent over time. Interest rates down, rents up. Exactly, Jeff, you're on it, and your rents will go up. Right, rents will go up. Now the you know there's a few conversations around talking about you know how much. There's certainly some conversation of you know thirty percent growth. Uh, in rents, but let's just say, I don't know, let's just say um, 20% growth over a two-year period. And maybe that's a bit, maybe that's a bit big, but you know, you can muck around with calculators and have a look at it, right? So interest rates 1% down, uh, rents 20% up, even if it's 10%, you can have a look. What would, you know, does that give us some thoughts, ideas into the future? Um yeah, many people can't afford to buy exactly, uh, Nazimal. And this is the thing. Uh, the the cost to produce apartments and houses have gone up. That's not coming back down. Uh, the population is up. You know, population is up. Um, you know, and, um, you know, demand is, is, is up because the supply, supply of everything is down, right? So... There are many positives going on when it comes to the world of property investing. Uh, And what often we do, and especially if it's um, planned or not planned, (coughs) we overvalue or we over, um, and I would say it would overvalue it. Um, We give too much credence to not doing something because of negative cash flow and we just ignore, ignore everything else, right? So that's I think that's why most of us need a second or third eyeball, like sets of opinions on it, especially proper ones, not someone from a barbecue, by the way, like a good professional, a person who's a an investor and a coach. You guys know this um, to help you through this stuff because you know most economists and you know economists are pretty useless most of the time, but they're all sort of going, "Oh, I think it's going to go up. I think property prices are going to go up. I think." Um, values are going to go up. I think rents are going to go up. NAB's in there, CBA's in there, ANZ's in there, Westpac's in there, you know, uh, Andrew Wilson's in there. So everyone's saying, all right, we think it's going to go up. We think the, the interest rates will go down. We think the values will go up. We think the rents are going to go up. So then, you know, if armed with that info and you and I double check some of our data and, you know, as, as we did the other day, you know, what does that mean? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's have a look at, you know, all right, Jason, it's all good to talk about, you know, opinions and other bits and pieces, but let's just do some real cash flow. So let's go and have a look at this, folks. Let's let's go and have a look at what would it take? What would it take? What changes need to happen? And how do we analyze this, right? So I'm, I've just put in here, let's go purchase a $750,000 house in Brisbane. Okay, that's what I've put in there. Um, 
I've done a hundred percent loan. So the loan down here is using equity from an existing property. You can put cash in there if you want to. If you got some cash, you might put some cash in. Uh, I've got some rates, insurances, letting fees, property management. Now I've put interest only, six point five percent. You could probably get a bit less, uh, but you know I'm just putting six point five percent there. All right, interest only. All right, tell me in the chat, folks. What do you do when it comes to your property investments? The type of lending. It is five years interest only, then P and I if 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 it if it knocks into shape, uh, or then extend it another five years uh, for interest only. Make sure you kick the loan down for thirty, uh, and then you can after that you can kick it into P and I if you want to. It'll pay itself off, right? So the first five to ten years interest only, and what else? What else do you need in your um, in your, yep, boom, Marcus, you're on it, right? Uh, and what happens is you've got to have a buffer, okay? So what's your buffer, folks? I always say every single property that you have, you've got to have a cash buffer or equity buffer sitting in an off unforeseen circle. I say minimum, I say a minimum of five grand, uh, but a maximum of 10. That's what I say, especially if it's a brand new property, okay? Brand new. So that, that's the trip. Anyway, here's where we are. Let's have a look at the cash flow. We bought a property. Uh, I've put some rent in there, seven hundred a week. Uh, you know, a couple own it fifty-fifty, let's say. Um, and um, you know, you could do seventy-five. You, you could do seventy-five, twenty-five if you wanted to, or whatever. Who knows? Like what, whatever that is. And I've put five percent capital growth CPI, and then I've put the depreciation in there. All right. So let's have a look at what happens here for the cash flow. Um, yep, one one year income buffer. Okay, good. That's excellent, Marcus. You've got to have a buffer, folks. You've got to have something there, all right? Let's go and have a look at our cash flow in here. And we go, oh, gee, you know, before tax, um, negative 20 grand. You're like, holy shit. Okay, after tax, negative 10 grand. And you're like, okay, this is that's a lot of dough. Jason, I'm, I'm a bit bloody, that's, I don't know about this, right? I don't know about this. Well, Here's the drop, right? For the moment, it's going to take a little bit to get your property going. And will it stay that way forever? Well, um, what would it take for this to change? Um, and what would it take for that to trans, you know, transform? Now, um, a few things here, right? What do you do to help your cash flow? Anyone who has uh, a PAYG income, what do you do? What do you absolutely do? Um, um, what do you do for increasing your cash flow as a property investment owner if you have a PAYG income. Tell me in the chat, folks, what's that? What do you do? You can you can, uh, you can can put that in there, but you do a PAYG variation. You claim your tax weekly, fortnightly, monthly, don't you? All right? So you claim it back as you go, ladies and gents. Um, you claim it back as you go because, because um, that helps you with your cash flow. So, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, oh, that's it. It's done. You know, I, I, I lost. $10,000. Well, did you? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Your property value um, increased. Let's say your, your value went up 5%. We chucked it in here. So if the value of your property went up, $39,000, uh, you minus your cash flow and then you're up 30000 Now, I don't know about you, but is, is that an all right return, folks? You know, what do you reckon? Uh, you put in ten grand and you get thirty back? I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Can it can it improve? 
Will it stay that way forever? No, it won't. Watch this. All right, let's go and have a look at, let, let's go and have a look at this. Let's say the interest rates go down 1%, 5.5. Uh, and let's say the rent goes up $100. Let's go 800 All right, everyone cool with that? Let's have a look at what happens there to the cash flow. All right, that's not bad, is it? So the cash flow, negative pre-tax, seven grand. After tax, pretty close to being positive cash flow, folks. Yeah, nearly, nearly neutral. All right, let's just kick that back into. Let's go eight. You know, eight, eight, uh, eight twenty. Let's have a look at that. Yeah, pretty close anyway. There you go. Right. So, if you have a look at that, interest rates down a bit, rents up a bit. Voila, the property turns into something much more uh, palatable as you go when it comes to your cash flow, all right? So, and you're still getting capital growth, ladies and gents, folks, as you go along. So, you know, um, do you want to have uh, a lot of negative cash flow in your portfolio? No, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, you know, your, your cash flow can only go so far, folks, can't it? Your cash flow can only go so far. Um, and you know you you want to make you want to make sure you manage and navigate that well um, as you go. So should it stop you? No, the answer is no. It shouldn't stop you at all. Um, but I like what Marcus said before. Um, um, as long as it's uh, as long as it's planned, and you understand what you're doing, then you know you can navigate that stuff. And so you know. I saw this calculator the other day, which was quite cool. I thought I thought it was uh, worth sharing. Right. So the idea of you know, if you had to put three hundred dollars a week into uh, a bank account, or you put three hundred dollars a week into a property, okay, um, as you go, depending on um, you know the return. Let's just say you get five percent return on cash and five percent return on property. Um, you know. You've got an $800,000 property. There's no base capital. You're just saving money. You're putting it in the bank. You know, which one? Um, which one's better over time? And uh, over a 15-year period, you'd end up with $348,000 in cash, your end value, um, and you get some returns and some income. But then if you put it into property, you put $300 a week. Now, you're not going to put $300 a week forever into a property. That is for sure. Uh, it might be 12 months. You know, $1.6 million. $618,000 of capital gain and $84,000 in cash flow. So, folks, the compounding effect of uh, using some leverage um, and getting yourself an asset working certainly uh, certainly will outperform um, savings accounts and uh, interest rates and bank accounts, that's for sure. Anyway, there you go. You guys know the drill. Money sitting in a bank account. 99% of the time is making the bank money. Um, money in an offset account at least saves you interest. That's a good place to have it at the moment. If you haven't got the right deal yet or you're you know, still working out your strategy. But, folks, let me tell you, if inflation keeps chipping away um, and prices continue to rise, which they will, if you're not in the market, the, market's, the, the market is outgrowing, outpacing your ability to save. It's just you, you can't save fast enough to get ahead of the market because the market, especially with property and assets, uh, it gets leveraged and grows exponentially and your cash does not grow 
exponentially unless it is in the market in things like, you know, property and shares and other bits and pieces. Anyway, there you go. Hopefully that made sense, folks, this morning. Quick chat on, you know, negative cash flow. If you're worried about it, fine, nothing wrong with that. You should be, you know, analysing your cash flow. Should it stop you? If you're you're planned and you know what you're doing, analyse your cash flow, get the calculator, understand what the risks are for you and keep going. Don't muck around, folks. Seriously, don't muck around. Anyway, there you go, folks. That's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted today. Over and out. I think that's – we'll have another one tomorrow. Come and join me then if you're up for it. And, um, yeah, all right, that's it. I've run out of words maybe. Ha, pretty unusual. All right, folks, that's it. Adios, take care. Bye for now. 